Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You, you will save. You, you will save. Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner. Loose ball. It's good. Williams goes. Comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. It's time for Zag Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? Zach and Jack, he's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. Hump day. Dude. I don't know about you, because you work on Mondays, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> but when their Mondays get taken off of the week, I feel like the week goes by so fast. Yes, I agree. But I was saying yesterday, um, the Tuesday following a three-day weekend is, br- is I'm not going to say is... Worse. Isn't that a Monday? Wouldn't that be just like a Monday? After yeah, but, Friday, but things Saturday? add up. Think to do things add up. Like mm-hmm. I feel like Tuesday's condensed. There's so much stuff to get done, and everyone's a little frazzled and a little little behind. Um, what am I talking about though? I'll take uh, Tuesday after a three day weekend any day. Right. Uh, I was going to say there is nothing like that Sunday afternoon feeling of like, oh, I don't have anything to do tomorrow, or I do, That's- but like I don't have to do anything. You know. I- I just like it more because the week, I can't believe we're already in Wednesday. Like, yeah. Dude, boy. And like, we got games tomorrow. Like, what the hell? Where did games this come tomorrow. From? We're already halfway through, Jan- more than halfway through January, two thirds of the way through January. I know. How dude, do you feel, any- buddy? Bro, like, we got like uh, second half. We're about to start second half of conference here soon enough. <laughs> Isn't that um- cr- crazy uh we do have games on thursday uh rob and i i don't know if you if you're on twitter great if not Time rob and i do something on friday now for uh gonzaga nation si through dan dickow um him and adam do mondays and wednesdays for the most part i think that's the plan uh we're gonna be doing things of early friday morning that works we, for you, we, Rob. Well, it lightens up the weekend. We, it does. Uh, you know, we 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 will bring some uh, pizzazz. Yeah, it's the two of us. It's about thirty minutes. It's going to be on YouTube. We'll we'll tweet the link um, every Friday morning. The plan was for us to record late Thursday night, but with these games tipping off at eight, Rob, I think Friday morning's the play. Uh, I. I completely agree. And the energy is just so much different on early morning when you have to get up and do it and not think like bing, bang, boom. When we record at night, it gets wild. It gets wild. And there's like a different pace to it. It's like sluggish. I feel it's like a Howard Stern show, but in in not the great way. It's very slow. (laughs) Right. Whereas in the morning, we're very peppy. Like, Mm. I feel like I'm peppy right now. And on that show, uh, Gonzaga Nation SI, we're going to be peppy. So again, check that out on Twitter. 
Um, I think I posted something on our Twitter right now. Uh, not posted, pinned. Uh, Sack and Jack at the Twitter.com. Check it out. It's fun. Along me and Rob, along with Christian Peterson, 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 yes. Christian Peterson out of Syracuse, New York. I texted him to try to get that link. He hasn't texted me back. Thanks, Christian. What are you doing, Christian? No, what what are you? What's your priority? <laughs> um, yeah. So more content coming your way. Check that out. Will that turn into a podcast on this feed? I don't know. I think we have to. That's another conversation. Uh, but maybe. Anyway, for yeah. now, you're listening to us. We appreciate that. We're going to spend some time with you before yeah. Rob has to take his kids to school. Well, dude, we're dealing with this pandemic deal, and I have to go check my email. Mm-hmm. To see whether the school buses are running or not. There's not a shortage of school bus drivers. You remember the days when you had to watch local news to see if school was canceled or not? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did they have local news in Vancouver? Yeah, but we also didn't have school buses. Ah, well, you guys had horses. Yeah. Bounties. No, we had dog sleds. Uh, dog sleds and we just rolled down the river on our on our uh, logs we did log rolling you know um Uh, how how many school days have the kids had no they've had two days but it's it's uh last week they were off a couple days because there was an outbreak or whatever yeah great have you ever been responsible for one of those outbreaks Mm, not that you know not with covid not with covid (laughs) (laughs) um but uh no and uh just just getting them prepared get them all ready ready to go throw them up get them get them outside go on get go to school go to school how i mean how much prepping do all of them need who's the most work who's the least work honestly this is like i always tell people all the time this is my most stressful time of the whole day i've been in like pieces of equipment i've dealt with like (laughs) management or like i've dealt with people but when it comes to like from seven to nine i am like in a my house just gets trashed it's just it's it's pure chaos it's like apocalyptic now yeah um when does school start? Are they all at the same school? Or are you no, 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 no. Is there a route one's you at, take? One's at preschool, but yeah, I, I I go make sure the two are at the bus stop. Then I, as soon as they're at the bus stop, then I'll 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 watch and give them about you know two minutes, and then they'll go on the bus. And by that time, I drop uh, Santana off at preschool at St. Al's. You know what's funny? I the 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 bus ride to school thing is rarer than people think i believe i never i never did it i never did it either but i'm a private school guy so i'm a i'm an elitist but but in canada we had private schools were the only ones that did have school buses buses. but uh but everyone else had you just had to walk to school that was just it everyone walked there was no school buses you just walked to school everywhere (laughs) But there's not there's there's very rarely snow on the ground in Vancouver, right? Yeah, it's like Seattle, like Seattle. type. Of, but still, it didn't matter whether it was snow or not. Everyone just walked. That was it. And we barely had. I don't even remember. Maybe one snow day the whole time I was there, and nobody but, complained. 
no one can. Oh, they're Canadians. We just said, <laughs> we said, sorry about the, sorry about the snow, but uh, we're going to uh, walk in it. Eh? Sorry about the inconvenience. Eh? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, the reason I brought up, well, one of the reasons, as you say, I brought up the Gonzaga Nation SI um, regarding WCC play here is we finally broke down and threw our hands in the air and gave, pretty much gave up on the WCC. BYU is supposed to be an excellent club. There was, I love when I love calling sports teams clubs. They're supposed to be an excellent club. Um, we, we handle them never a doubt from tip off to the final whistle. And then that same BYU team goes down to the city by the bay, San Francisco to take on, uh, what many people thought was the second best team in the WCC in the Dons and BYU beat San Francisco. So we do this every single year. We build up the WCC going into WCC play, thinking this is the year. Look at Santa Clara. They've got some quality wins, if not close losses under their belt. Oh, you know St. Mary's is going to be tough. You know BYU is going to be tough. Everybody has USF in the tournament. Here we go. We might drop two or three games. Oh, this is our year, guys. Yeah. No, no. WCC is still – I wouldn't it, – it, it, it's it, – it It's might disappointing. Be dis- it might it's be just dismissive. disappointing. It's dismissive to say they suck. But they're just not at the level of Gonzaga basketball still. And I'm tired of being polite. Um, and I know it's doing ourselves a disservice by pooping on the WCC, but I don't know what else to do. Um, iron be- sharpens iron, Jack. <laughs> going down to Santa Clara and putting up, what, 115? The third straight game, we're scoring a, over 110 points. Um, it's just bananas. It's, oh, God. You're getting me all worked up. It's too early for this shit. I know. Getting worked up. You now you don't even need your extra cup of coffee. You know what I mean? I know. I, I haven't know. even. Had, I haven't had my coffee. I'm cold. I'm not wearing pants. It's very cold. Pants. What are pants? Exactly right. Before eight a.m., uh, pants are not yeah, necessary. Exactly. Clothes are overrated before eight a.m. Um, dude, it's just we talk about it every season, and it's just so frustrating because it's like. People bitch at us about, oh, well, we're not in a good company. Well, we're great. Gonzaga is a great program, and we have proven ourselves, obviously, enough times to the, get to the national championship. What, now we've been twice? And it just, it's frustrating because, yes, you know, we we get to the tournament every year, but we need some, we need some competition in this WCC. Back. We, we need some competition in this WCC. That's, and it's awful. And we say it again and again, it doesn't add up how the WCC is not a little bit better as generally, you know, private schools attracts basketball talent. That's just how it's been since the beginning of time. And the WCC cities are like the best cities in the world. Oh, the, the, The West Coast Conference is literally the best conference in the country, other than the Pac-12. Flooded with unbelievable campuses. Excuse me, uh, Stockton and Pacific. Yeah. Um, And and Provo. No more negative this morning, Rob. No more negative. But but here's you got me all fired up. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's my thing about it all is like. I'm nervous about our conference and maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. I'm nervous about our conference. Cause now with this pay to play deal, 
I don't see them getting any better. Of course not. That's what, honestly, that's where I look at. Unless these, like, unless an LMU can do something where they're paying guys top dollar to go to LMU, I just don't. They're gonna they're gonna dwindle and fall within the cracks. I, I look at all the programs in the Pepperdine. Who are they gonna? They can barely have a they barely have a gym that stands more than paying for players. So with this pay to play deal, I just see our conference going down the the pooper. Yeah, I really would, do. You would think conventional wisdom and just logic would tell you that the gap between us and the rest of the WCC is just going to widen with with pay to play with uh, NIL. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if we make a move. We'll see if... if We'll shake that cage, Jack. You and I will shake that cage. I mean, could you imagine Stanford in his first couple of years switching conferences? Hmm, That would be wild. That would be great, actually. But he's... I mean, if, if what you're saying is true, and I think you've got a point, and the gap continues to widen, we're doing ourselves a disservice by staying in the WCC. And yeah. I get there's and I get there's history and people hate change. I'd rather go well, into, we gotta yeah, change. We gotta change, man, because we we can't keep going in where other teams in the their conference are getting better. There, this is the time, and this is and I was saying something to somebody last week about it was when you're in a conference where you're constantly competing, like Baylor, for example, they lost two games. Yes, that's great for us. We went, we got to number one. That's great. But at the same time, they learned something about themselves throughout those two losses. I don't know what they learned. Maybe hopefully they didn't learn anything, so it can help us mm-hmm. later in the mm-hmm. tournament. But they definitely learned something within those two losses that we're yeah. not getting those educated moments throughout our tournament like that's the problem we're not learning or getting we're not we're not pushing ourselves throughout this yeah okay timmy gets 25 30 points that's great but at the same time like when it comes down to a close game who are we going to need to take that three-point shot you know things like that we just don't get those opportunities amen a loss in conference play in january is like receiving constructive criticism sucks to hear you don't want it, but it makes you better. It does. It, it does. And that's it. what and that's what these 30 point blowouts. I'm like, what the hell are we learning? Like, are we like what are we doing? This is just time to put our guys who haven't gotten minutes in. That's really all I see it as. I'll say this though. I, I and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but the offensive output I've seen from Gonzaga in the last three games. I recognize it's against Pepperdine. I recognize it's against Santa Clara, but BYU in the mix, scoring one four, scoring yeah. one fourteen as an average over the last three games is banana pancakes. It's crazy. That's that's crazy. And there was a lot. I mean, the big open secret around the program during the fall, as we were dropping these games and and maybe not playing as competitive or or blowing. No, we were just playing the top. 10 no i agree i agree i agree i agree but but right or wrong i i think a lot of whispers were boy oh boy do we miss tommy lloyd now what's happened in the two weeks we had off um maybe uh we're over the tommy lloyd hangover you know what i mean maybe we found something here that's like hey you know what 
and I could be completely speaking out of turn. I'm not in those practices. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not hearing the speeches. I don't know what any of the relationships are, but it looks like something switched between uh, the last game we played in late December and these most recent three games. I think it was just a break within the games and the monotonous of game practice, game practice. So I think it was almost like a a mini training camp within yeah, the back middle to basics. of the season. Back to basics, mini training camp within, recharge our batteries. And then I think we hit the ground running really strong. And I think that was our biggest thing throughout this break and this time. Uh, it's it, it, I, I'm curious to see, you know, um, if any team in our conference will step up and compete. But when I look back at those games earlier in the season, we were playing like you can't even look at those losses as like like bad losses or any of that because it was just like we played the top 10 teams in the country. A lot of them, majority. Yeah. So we'll see uh, again. The season's not over. Uh, I'm I'm hoping just a team to be competitive against us. That's all. So we can really work on some stuff. This is like, it literally is like a a time for us to get better and work on some things. So we'll see. We'll see where we go from here. Well, you would think uh, that test would be San Francisco. And I think a lot of people have had this upcoming game circled for a while. But again, it's going to be in Spokane. I don't think it's going to be much of a test. No. Um, I think we will handle USF. Uh, the greatest stretch, the biggest weekend of the year is going to be the last weekend of the year when Gonzaga comes down and plays San Francisco on a Thursday night. We Ooh. never play San Francisco. We used on to. Night. We used to as a fresh. When I was a freshman, we would you play like Mondays? Yeah, but we would play Saturday in San Francisco, and then Monday that. Mm, mm-hmm. Man, I miss that. <laughs> San Fran's a great city to go visit on a on a trip. So yeah, no, I mm, we're playing San Francisco on Thursday, and then St. Mary's on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be Senior Night for St. Mary's. I don't, I can't remember the last time that's happened. Generally, our Senior Night is some is either BYU or some scrub WCC team. So. Good for St. Mary. I mean, I know, are we bring, I know are, we bringing, not, are we bringing someone in for our senior night, or is this just? Oh, <laughs> we 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 used to bring in like uh, South Carolina Upstate. Yes, was a senior night uh, like exhibition. Yes, victim. We haven't done that in years. No, we just play the WCC good, schedule. Good. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked at the schedule. I didn't know if we threw one of those. Like There was. You know how? Because there's such that giant gap between the WCC tournament and the and the tournament, the NC2A mm. tournament. It's a week, but, Jack. But it's still a long time to be sitting around. and not. It's actually, it's, it's like 10 days. But so Gonzaga wraps up on a Monday or Tuesday WCC tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And then all that week is, you know, the Power Five conference tournaments, right. and then it's Selection Sunday, and then Gonzaga wouldn't play again until Thursday. So the difference between Tuesday and the following Thursday, nine days—that's a that's a good amount of time. Oh, yeah. um, St. Mary's used to schedule a team, but St. Mary's was like perennial bubble team to play on like that Friday. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, While the Power right. Five turned they'd play like some. They'd play some team that maybe they could just get in. Yeah, slowly. just just another win in the uh, in the left hand column there. Yeah. Um, no, we haven't done that in years though. We 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 will Thank play God. what the WCC puts in front of us. Unfortunately, ho- hopefully, we're not doing that for too much longer. Rob, I've got good news. News is good. Bet online is dying to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs. And beyond, dude. Bet, Bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. What do you got, dude? What I am betting in January so far, and I am winning. Hell yeah, hoops. Mm, just life. Just you're betting on life. <laughs> Good. Bet on yourself. That's smart. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50%. Five, that's put in yeah. 100 bucks. You, you can't get, get that at Target. Nope. Can't get that at Target. No, you can't. <laughs> no, so the sports book at Target sucks. I'll say it. Just use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Plug in that promo code, get your 50% welcome bonus, bingo, bango, boom. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Nice. Um, care to look at some numbers here, Rob? Um, surprise me with something. As I mentioned, to the calendar year 2022, Gonzaga is averaging 114 points per game. Think That's about great. that. It's January 19th. This month, the Zags are averaging 114 points per game. Did you ever score in your college career over 110 points? Maybe not. 110 is a ton of points. Dude, it's a different era, bro. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. no, I'm not saying no. I'm I'm thinking like, is there even teams in the NBA? That, there's some teams in the NBA that probably don't even reach that. I'm glad you brought that up, Rob. I looked this up. Scoring 114 points per game would make the Zags the third highest scoring team in the NBA. Only oh, two really? Yes. How wild is that? Only two teams score more. Then our beloved Gonzaga Bulldogs, the Jazz score 114.9 points per game, and the Hornets <laughs> score 114.5 points per game. Suns check in at 112.5, Grizzlies 111.8, and the Bucks 111.7. That is nuts. Yeah, um, no, we're scoring at such a high clip. I don't think people, I think people are taking this for granted like this is incredible to watch that, that's what i'm saying and, it, and, and again it's pepperdine we've beaten pepperdine 175 consecutive times yeah but byu we hung 110 on santa clara in santa clara Dude, we put 115 it's... on them there's only 60 people or sorry 600 people in that gym um oh. and i think they were like you're being generous i think there were there's probably 500 santa clara fans um for the coco hmm. But yeah, tomorrow, USF at Gonzaga, LMU at Gonzaga. What does that do to our scoring average relating to other college basketball teams, Jack? Well, I have an answer for you. For a long time, we were sitting at number two behind Arizona, right? That's changed. We are now through 16 games, averaging 90.9 points per game, just about call it 91. 
91 points per game. Uh, Arizona is checking in at 88.5. So we're at one and two there. South Dakota State dropped down to 87.1. And then Iowa and Purdue uh, round out the top five at 86.2 points per game each. Shooting percentage, we just keep going up. 53.85 we're shooting as a team from the floor. 53.85. That's remarkable. Um, and then South Dakota State, Kentucky, Purdue, Loyola, Chicago. Loyola, Chicago is always right there. God bless them. Now, the well, they team- went to the Final Four, what, three years ago? Yeah, Warrior. what was that? It was when that we lost to Florida. It was the year we there. lost to Florida. It was 2018 okay. when we lost to Florida State. Um, the individual stats for the Zags, look how we thought they would look at the beginning of the year. And again, I think we're finding ourselves, unfortunately – it's going to be two more months to we're playing a meaningful game. That's just how it is. But uh, hopefully we can harness this energy, harness the chi. Oh, yeah, the chi. We have four guys averaging over 10 points per game with Nemhard averaging 9.7. So we are nice. three-tenths of a point away from all five starters averaging in double digits. That's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, we and we've done a that. A college team, years. people don't realize that's actually unbelievable. Similar, Unbelievable. It was a similar situation last year, too. Uh, Nemhard was just on the cusp, but then, you know, Kispert, Ayayi, Timmy, everyone was scoring well into uh, the double digits. Uh, Timmy pouring in 18.6 points per game. He looks like a man on the mission as of late. He's celebrating less and just acting like he's been there more. Have you noticed that a little bit? I think he's on acceleration mode to get to the, to the, uh, the chip. Yeah, I think it was exciting, too, earlier in the year. I mean, Texas, his hometown team. Well, not hometown, but home state mm. team coming out to play. Um, all eyes were on him. Duke, uh, Las Vegas, Bright Lights. You know, you got to do the mustache dance. Now, right now, it's like he's showing up with his briefcase, his lunchbox, going to work, and, you know, turning in 20 points per game. Right. And I love that. Uh, Chet Holmgren. 13.1 points per game. He is averaging 3.4 blocks. That's good enough for only like six in the country. You know, he's he's a problem on the defensive end. Yes. I, uh, he, he really is. Uh, I think he's doing better. I do too. Uh, I do too. He's fouling. He's, he's and, grabbing boards too. He's grabbing yeah, boards. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen that. And I think he's also pushing the ball uh, a little bit more, uh, just handling it a lot more. And it's cool to see um, his progression throughout the season. Uh, we all know he's not going to be here after this season. Nope. So um, just keep getting better. That's all I have to say on him. Like, he just keep showing your improvement. Keep showing what you can do. And while we're in these games that we're up 40, let it let it fly, man. Like, let it, show us some stuff. And this is something I mentioned on uh... – Gonzaga Nation SI, so if you've heard it, forgive me. But let's maybe work on those entrance passes at the top of the key. That drives me insane. I get that you have perimeter skills, but when you're Just shoot it. Just shoot it. When you're seven foot tall and you're trying to feed Timmy, who's close to seven foot tall, and the defenders are 6'10", and we still find a way to throw it away, that fires me up. Um, Rob's got to get his kids to school. Julian Strather, see how I put that on you? No, I don't mind. I got big <laughs> shoulders. Uh, Julian's checking in at 12.9 points per game. Regier, 10.6. Regier's quietly just an absolute 
dog for us. Yes. Um, uh, he makes. It's because he, we don't we don't have a lot. We don't talk about him enough. I don't feel. Don't no, but he's enough. just he's just another one of those transfer dudes who comes in is you know quiet, minds his own business, starts and gives us ten points per game. Um, he has like momentum changing drives to the hoop too, where he gets fouled and goes to the line. And it just slows things down and lets us reset. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely off of this. But have you noticed the transfer guys are very similar in a lot of they're very Always. quiet. Always quiet dudes. Very quiet dudes that are like they just stay like they just do their job and go back home to where they're, you know. I just feel that that's our we've never gotten like a crazy a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Byron Wesley, Jordan Matthews, they come in They're They've been to, you know, they, they've been playing for a power five team for quite some time. They know what it is to play high level basketball. They've been in most cases, the high score on that team. Woolridge, Ryan Woolridge, same kind of situation. And then they come over and they have no problem just being a cog in the wheel. They have no problem just yeah, fitting just, in where they can get they're in. they're silent. They're, yep. they're not very, like, they're not very flamboyant on the court. There's nothing crazy. They're just like, all right, this, I'm here. I'm here for a mission, and this is what I'm at. Like a, a hand, a great farm hand. They want to come in. They want to start. They want a shot at the national championship. And year after year, uh, Coach Few and the staff gives them that. Right. So I think these guys that are getting on in their college careers who feel like they're plateauing with their teams, they, they want a shot at the Natty and they look to Gonzaga as like a proven path to get to the game's biggest stage. And yeah, Regier is just the latest in that trend. It's always guards too. It always guards. It's always like guards that can supplement our already decent guards. Right. I agree. I can't. I don't. Have we ever had a big that transferred? I can't think of one. We always uh, have Wiltshire. Un- Wiltshire. Wiltshire, yeah. But he, again, he was. He but he more- stayed here a couple, what, three, three years? It was like a transfer. He, and he transferred for a different reason. He transferred. Right. He had won a national championship and couldn't get any PT or right. what, or, or didn't see with, with the guys that Kentucky was getting. So he right. transferred for a different reason. Um, he wanted to go to a team where it could be his team kind of thing. Whereas these guys are leaving teams that they run for a chance to, to be a, a role player and a chance to win the national championship. Um, so impressive. yeah, and we're getting, yeah, we're getting guys who are just straight up mature coming in. That that's an excellent observation by you. Would, would you, would you consider us mature? No, fuck no, dude. <laughs> you know what? I, it, and it's funny, Rob. I'm glad you, I'm glad you derailed that talk because when we start talking serious and making what might sound like coherent points, it's off-putting for me. I don't like it. Oh, dude. I was just like, <laughs> fuck, man. It just sounds like we're just, I feel like we're a television show or something. Oh, no, we got to put made that on this. Every time I'm like doing doing something for someone else and we're talking Gonzaga, I always bring up that point too. Like Gonzaga's transfer you. And I just felt so like corporate guy doing yeah. it on Zach and Jack. Where's your, I was yeah, where's Sorry, your I know. tie? I know. Let me snap back. Let me snap back to reality. Um. I haven't seen any. I've, I live in North Beach now. Much less human feces on the ground. There you go. Well, you know, I don't really. I think we're getting most of your feces up here in Spokane on our streets. But I don't know. 
Are you getting my shipments? Know. You're getting my packages? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Uh downtown is um it's not so uh clean sometimes. Oh, here we go. All right, all right. Um anything else, Rob? I know you gotta get uh I gotta get these get- monsters. They're moving quick around there. I can hear them. They're moving fast. But how much uh, how much NFL football did you watch this past weekend? A lot. Okay. It, you know what? This was like the team, this was the weekend that uh, it separated the playoff teams and the teams that were like, hey, we made the playoffs. All right, you've done your job. You got your playoff check. Now get out of here. Type playoff of. check. That's right. Like, Steelers, go. You are got to go. Bye. You know, uh, just all these blowouts. Is, Tom what's Brady's your- going to win another championship, by the way. It's what's incredible. your stance on the Cowboys? I'm not a, I, I hate cowboy fans. I okay. Hate them. Cause I you never know with, with you. You never know I, with you. No, I get it. No, I hate them with a passion. Like I, I know too many cowboy fans and every year they swear it's going to be the year. Every single, oh, this is our year. It's like BYU, BYU and St. Mary's coming to Spokane. 100%. Yeah. And I, I love how, but here's the thing. BYU just talking about getting out of the conference. The Cowboys are actually thinking about winning a whole national championship, which that never ends up happening. That Yeah, BYU leaving the WCC without ever winning the regular season tournament or the WCC tournament would be hilarious. Yeah, exactly. It's just so funny. You're like, oh, we're better than you, so we're out of here. But you win, win a conference championship. Yeah, they came in, and it, it was it was rough for a stretch. Oh, yeah. Right when they it came was right in. after the Jimmer years. Right at, Yeah, and we got smoked by Jimmer. Boy, did we get smoked by Jimmer. God, How many did you have in that game? 18, 17. Oh, nice. Yeah, a lot of no, garbage time points? No, 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 no. It was we a close one. It was a close one, and then we we just couldn't break it within 10. I couldn't remember. I remember. We were good. We were up, and then all of a sudden, he just went off. And we were like, what? Pepsi like Center. 10 minutes. Yep, yep. 10 minutes left in the game, or 10 minutes into the game. He just hadn't scored, and then he just goes off. And then I'm like, what the hell? Where did all these BYU fans come from? Who was the BYU player in your era who got suspended for having sex? Brandon Davies. <laughs> we both got a girl pregnant at the same time. No, I got. To, yes. <laughs> I remember that. I remember like we both got a girl pregnant at the same time. Not, you know, um, and I remember I was like, well, I, I picked the right school, obviously. Oh, I can get play. Oh, Brandon Davies. I remember. I remember, okay, so a, a, there was a pregnancy involved because I remember thinking, like, how did, like, did he self report? Like, how do you even know? Like, what's going yeah, on? I believe there was like, a pregnancy involved. And, uh-huh. uh, and they, it wasn't they, a Mac, it wasn't an immaculate deal. That was ready. They were ready to kick his ass out of school for things like that. I that's, mean, you have to. That, if you're going to, that's stick forsaken. To, you got to stick to your guns. That's when you, you just to go to use them. You throw them, uh, you know. That's when you throw like a Bible verse, like be fruitful. You must be fruitful. <laughs> be fruitful. Um, that's this week's edition of Sack and Jack. Again, if you're hungry for more content, please check us out. Uh, check out Twitter Friday mornings. We're going to post it or just Google um, Gonzaga Nation SI. You'll find the YouTube channel. Again, uh, Adam and Dan go Mondays and Wednesdays, I think, tentatively. I don't want to. Uh, put them on a schedule that they're not doing, but I think that's the plan. And then Rob and I are going to be up um, by Friday mid mornings by uh, 10, 10 30 ish 
So check it out. Plenty of Zag coverage. That's all I have, Rob. What do you have? I have. Hold on. What? That's not the shit I picked. Uh, uh, Computer. All right. Happiness does not depend on what you have or who you are. It solely relies on what you think. From the corner! And it's over! Gonzaga! The flipper still fits! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.